This is the N to Z of film with Andy and Rajiv. Hello and welcome to our special uh, end of year bonus episode. It's now quite a way through it's 2019, February. so uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we're <laughs> very late. Sorry about it. We said that it would have something out in January. Uh, didn't happen. Sorry about that. But here we are. I've got Andrew on the Skype. It's been hard to get a hold of him. He's been busy and I've been busy. So we're doing this thing. Let's do it. We're busy men doing busy things. Uh, 2019 is 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 well into its uh, into its year, and there's films coming out that I'll, we'll talk about. Andrew has expressed to me once again that Guernsey sucks and he hasn't seen too many films uh, in the Jesus cinema. Christ, I, really, I hope people in Guernsey don't listen to this. No, the, look, the cinema's very far away. There's nothing else around it. That's all. It's not. Let's uh, talk about 2018. And there's a, he's got a top five and I have a top 10, possibly a top 20 we'll talk about. But let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, Andrew, Oof. do you want to kick us off? Well, actually, if you've, you've got more... Do we want to kick things off with your top five, and then we'll do my top five, and then we'll do your bottom five? Oh, okay. I don't. I don't really rank them. I just yeah. had a top ten listed alphabetically. I made a video about it, but uh, I guess I could talk about five of them. We'll see how it goes. Sure. Uh, just you know, breaking it up. Okay. Cool. The five films I found most interesting last year, I guess, uh, will be. Ooh. Uh, Let the Corpses Ten, which is a crazy French. Wow. Pastiche. I've heard crazy things about that. Sergio Leone spaghetti westerny thing. Uh, Annihilation, which I didn't see in a cinema because it wasn't released, but was really great. Black Klansman, which is Spike Lee's amazing film. Black Panther, which I really I recently rewatched and I really enjoy. Uh, is, that's four, and then I guess the fifth one would be Sorry to Bother You, <laughs> Boots ah. Riley's film, debut film. Yeah, so those, those are. I, I've recently had a chance to re uh, re-examine a few of those films because here in Wellington there are a few Academy voters out there in Miramar, part of Peter Jackson's empire. So the Academy has had these sort of. Uh, screenings for the voters and oh no way and in order to fill the cinemas up they've invited directors and editors guild members which included me so that was that was fun son of a bitch and, and none of those screenings have i seen anyone that i could think was possibly in the academy so i think that their their idea of screening these for academy voters is failing but i get to see free movies no, so that's cool it's no no it's working really well rajiv <laughs> and you should shut up right now so it keeps going fair enough cool well, that's great so of of that list i've seen black panther hmm. well do you want to talk about black um, panther or do you want to get into your list well i mean just very quickly um black clansman and sorry to bother you have just become available to rent on streaming here so i'll be able to watch those very soon yeah i, I hope I, my, my top catching fives. up on all the latest releases <laughs> my top five seems to be quite uh Packed with African American people. It's a bit biased to be. Sorry about that. I'm not African American, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, come on. Where are your white people in there, Regine? Well, let the corpses tans full of white people. <laughs> fun. White corpses, I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're being, they're going tan, so they're became, becoming yeah. tan. So, yeah. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I mean, that, that's the one. I mean, all of them are great, but that, that's the most unusual one on my list. And uh, you know me, I'm a big fan of Spaghetti Westerns, so, well, Serge Leone specifically. But uh, the, the the filmmakers came to New Zealand as part of the film festival, and I got to speak to them. And it was oh, really, really cool. Like they, oh, um, man. It's a film, you know, it's it's really Spaghetti Westerny. It's all close-ups and big wide shots and crash zooms and set in sort of a desert sort of looking area. So it really works. Sweaty people. And what was really interesting is that, that all the sound was post-produced. I didn't realize that. Like they... 
or the sort what? of creaking like they've got these guys these these policemen in leather leather uniforms because they're like you know motorcycle cops and it's all creaky leather and it's really really cool gunshots all sound like cannons and this blood splatter it's crazy that sounds fantastic like I, I think i remember seeing a trailer i think probably about this time last year yeah 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 and it looked pretty insane yeah so fantastic. i don't know how you I, could possibly see that but i would recommend it <laughs> i don't even think i have that available to stream yet or no. maybe on amazon channel and, and black panther i i that was one of the ones i got to rewatch because it's up for it's up for best picture which is crazy uh and uh upon a rewatch i really really i mean i liked it the first time but man i love that film that has the best villain yeah. out of any marvel universe film ever it's so great Love it. I love it. Yeah, I think that's one that really does improve on a rewatch, and I think I'm about due for another one. I've seen it twice. I think it's due for a third for me, mm. and it's yeah. The first time I saw it, yeah, it was good. Didn't quite grab me, but then the second time, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm getting it. And I think. <laughs> I mean, third Killmonger's third, death third is the, the best thing. Oh, it's ever. A, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so great. Just it's really, up, like Michael B. Jordan, and that is really good. Yeah, what's what gets me? I mean, people are going to think I'm a terrorist, site, but I'm like, you know, Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger's plan to arm um, black like, people across the world to to uprise and kill and kill their oppressors. I'm like, eh, it might not be a bad thing, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not down with he's like, we're going to kill their children and kill their you know their offspring. Well, I'm, no, like, so I'm not so down with that's that. That's the great thing. It, that's that's the great thing about that film, though, isn't it? <laughs> that the villain's perspective actually ends up changing the hero's perspective and he sort of comes around yeah 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 he totally has not quite his way of thinking and certainly not his methods but that yes they haven't been doing as much as they could have and you know the the here the lineage of the black panther are directly responsible for the rise up of this this great villain character i mean it's it's yeah it's great storytelling i really it's it's yeah it's a really complex and and uh layered mm. kind of story and the, the characters in it and everything yeah certainly a lot better than some of the marvel films with their <laughs> villains oh yeah i mean that, although that, that's always the fact i constantly well i constantly go to bat for red skull i think he's a great villain in captain america <laughs> he is he's good he's he's a nazi he's <laughs> good he's yeah he's the antithesis of the hero which is always the good thing right that that always yeah. works i mean I, I i'm not a lot of people are blanket all Marvel villains are bad, and I don't agree with that. I just think that it's a good thing that the the films are not defined by their villains, like you know the Tim Burton Batman's were defined by the villains as opposed to yeah uh, the, the Marvel films just focus on the heroes, which is you know not a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. It just means that sometimes the villains aren't all that great. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. There's some pretty some pretty pretty big stinkers in there. Cool. Any of those uh, films in particular you would like to? talk about well oh i mean I black really, panther so. and and we we, we re-watch black klansman and i'm just like i like i do love black panther a lot but as far as like best picture nominees and you know me i and, and you're the same i hate rating films i don't know how you compare something like annihilation to no. black klansman i have yeah. no idea but like if black panther if black klansman wins i'm like i'm cool with that you know like i, I was yeah. i watched that film again on the weekend on a big screen and oh man it's a gut punch it's such a gut punch. Like Spike Lee is such an angry, angry man. Even though he's gotten older, he's still got that rage in him. And I just go, yeah, whoa, it's so great. I love, Excellent. I love Black Klansman. And it's funny, you know, it's one of those films that is full of political messaging and social messaging. And it's not a, it's not a sermon. <laughs> even though there, there are moments that are real, like almost the characters looking at the camera and going, huh, huh. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> and you go, yeah, okay. Like when they talk about a possible like racist president being elected and stuff, I'm like, you know, that could. Oh my god! I, I imagine for a lot of people that was cringy, but I'm like, fucking great. It's Bioki, crazy, Jesus. crazy, angry man. Um, but it's but it's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you've seen the trailer. Have you seen? Did you see that one? Or yeah, just, you did. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no, I've only I've only seen the trailer. Um, like it's just come available in streaming. I don't think it got a cinema release here. So. Right, I mean the trailer's got all the all the great jokes. Unfortunately, like movies do, like you know, with the right oh, okay. with the right white person, we can achieve anything. It's just like uproariously hilarious and also strong messages. So yeah, I'm very excited about that one. Uh, Annihilation Yay. didn't get a cinema release. It's on streaming, and I wish it did. Be amazing. Well, okay. <laughs> so this is something I wanted to talk about because some of the ones um, in my top five list are I watched on streaming. Mm. But, and I used to be sort of, no, you have to see it in the cinema. I have to be a purist about it. It's only films that I saw in the cinema in that year. Um, and we can't really be purist about that anymore because Annihilation is only available on Netflix. One of the best picture nominees this year at the Oscars is only available on Netflix. Or if you are lucky enough to see it, I guess, in New York or LA in the States. Yeah. There's no point turning your nose up at streaming. No. I think it's fair to say that the cinema experience is always a unique experience, but um, we just got to accept it. I mean, streaming streaming is really fascinating to me. Um, I mean, I guess we're we're kind of like dinosaurs, so we we we, we, you know, we know we we we're like cinema goers. Like, what is a streaming? Like, watching movies on streaming is not as you know, in my mind, is still not as good as a cinema. And of course, it's not because who has no. a home cinema set up? I mean, barely anyone. The rich people. But like, Annihilation is a film that is clearly made for a big screen. You watch it and you go, oh yeah, this, they've shot this in a way that would be amazing on a cinema screen, but you right. know, no one in the world has seen it on a cinema screen except for LA, right? Just, uh, yeah, I think so. I think it had some sort of limited cinema release in the States, maybe? Yeah, I think it, I think I it did. Like, but yeah. then, also, isn't there uh, some Martin Scorsese film coming to Netflix? So There is indeed. There's, I mean, there's so many. I mean, we just talked about Black Panther. I mean, Chadwick Boseman was in, like, Hail to the King or something. There was a crime film that was released after Black Panther, right? Oh, yeah. You know, and that was I only that on Netflix. Netflix. And again, that's... <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was just scrolling through one day. I was like, oh, hey, Chadwick Boseman. Oh, what is this? I've never heard of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's really fascinating about streaming. Look, I'm, I'm going to drop a name. I'm, I don't know when this podcast will come out, but uh, I worked on a feature film called Daffodils, a New Zealand film. And it stars uh, Rose McIver from iZombie, which I've never watched. Have you watched iZombie? Never seen that. I've seen, uh, yeah, some of it. It's, it's pretty fun. So, yeah, so I, I talked to her about the fact that when we were on Daffodils, I was on post-production as this is the editor. They, the producer once was on the phone with Rose and then hung up and was like, oh, yeah, she's in Bulgaria filming A Christmas Prince 2. <laughs> and so, you know, I'd never heard of that. And I looked it up and A Christmas Prince 1. It's literally like a major thing on Netflix, right? It's literally the number, the most popular thing that Netflix has ever made. Like literally, huge numbers what? of viewing, and you know, stars this New Zealander Rose McIver. And I, I last night, the other week, I was wait, at the premiere. What? Wait, she's in the first one, isn't she? Or is she in the sequel? I don't know. She's I have in. No idea. I'm pretty sure she's in the first one. Yes. Anyway, but I talked to her at this this premiere, and I talked to her about like. You know what's it like being in the most popular Netflix thing ever? And she and she was like, it's she doesn't she doesn't really feel it. Like I think she feels like the fan thing at conventions or in, even in public of iZombie more than Netflix, which is weird because you know when Netflix is talking about like this being the biggest thing ever and no one really is talking about it yet. Clearly, people are seeing it. It's really odd. Like like Annihilation has got yeah. this Oscar nom, which is great. But I do wonder, like, what are the real numbers, and what would those numbers compare to in a cinema? I'm guessing they're more—they're more because more people have TVs than go to watch 
some movies in the cinema these days but also i think it's also might be like the advertising around it like there's always posters up and such for a cinema release right yes it's not going to be for a netflix release that's it right just comes out i get the feeling like if, if annihilation had got a cinema release it, it would kind of be more in the public consciousness than now yeah. i mean maybe that will change as the future goes on but it's it is weird how Netflix is the thing. Oh, oh we're going to get a Netflix deal. And um, The Breaker Upper is, which is another New Zealand film, just got this Netflix deal. You know, And yep. I was like, it never got a wide release anywhere, but it got a Netflix release. So I guess people will see it. But I'm like, imagine if it did get an American release, though. Oh, this is a New Zealand film. They got an Amer- cause, Like Hunt for the Wilder People got an American release, right? Well, so yeah, so that, that's how I saw Hunt for the Wilder People. So the previous bloody small island to where I am now... Yeah was in the Caymans and we just happened to have a bit of a, a trip off island to New York hmm. whilst Hunt for the Wilder People was showing at this random ass cinema. So I was like, we must go there and nice. see it. <laughs> yeah, that's... So it was like, and it was at the end of its run and so there was maybe a dozen people in the cinema and we were definitely the only two Kiwis. And it was great. And the people react, people were laughing. Oh yeah, 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 people were laughing long. I mean, you know, not at everything, like when Tyker's talking about, was it burger rings when he's the priest? <laughs> We're cracking up, but everyone else is like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so it would have been interesting if, if Ranker Upper's head got a... Like, again, that's one that has just after Valentine's Day here. I think it came out on Valentine's Day on Netflix very appropriately, so I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but that's, again, that's that's on my streaming list hmm. um, and it would have been interesting if it had got some sort of cinema release yeah yeah sorry I was just going to say I mean is the future of New Zealand international releases streaming well I, th- I think that's the future of all international releases isn't it like yeah. I think you, in the past you pushed for card and you pushed to get some sort of limited release in art house cinemas in New York but I suspect that's all going to disappear with streaming it's just going to go straight to Netflix yeah I think the idea is we get a release in, yeah. our, in our local country Unless it's considered this amazing hit, it'll just go to streaming, you know? Yeah. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, and, and like Alfonso Cuarón's Roma, which I haven't got around to seeing yet, but, you know, yeah. I mean, Alfonso Cuarón's films all need to be seen on a cinema screen as far as I'm concerned. So, well, and that's um, what everyone has, has been saying about Roma as well. It's like, see yeah. it on a cinema screen, it's amazing. It's like, well, great, but I don't have any chance whatsoever <laughs> to do that. I think I think. I mean, so in that it. way, uh, uh, streaming's really good because it, it gets... Um, these sorts of things out to more people. No, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, as to whether as to yeah. whether those people watch them or not, that's another question. Yeah, I mean, there's I, so many things to watch. Well, there'll be a lot of people listening to this episode thinking we're snobs talking about the cinema, but I, but I'm not. I agree with what you just said. I think I think having things available to people is more important than a cinema release. I just. You know, I miss a cinema release. <laughs> you know, I wa- yeah. like I literally watched an I watched Annihilation, and I was sitting there in my lounge with my wife, and I was like, "Oh man, this would have been so good on a big screen, <laughs> so good." But I'm glad I got to see it, which is good. I mean, that's the other thing. Would it, would Annihilation have been made if they were going to cinema release it? Because it's a weird film, you know. <laughs> well, that's that, I mean, in particular with Annihilation, isn't that the thing that was a Paramount film? Mm. And they sold it to Netflix. Right. Was that how it worked? I wasn't I too sure. Sorry. I think that's. I think that was. I mean, it's, it was a while ago now. It's like Roma. Like Roma is a black and white art house film. Like, is that going to get financed by a big studio? I mean, that would be an independent release, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe. Anyway. Maybe. <laughs> well, this was quite quite. <laughs> quite the tangent well i mean i think on this podcast we've talked about streaming before because it is it's fascinating to me it's really it's changed and it is and i mean in, in particular for this podcast because i'm in such a rando place that's right. streaming is is the only way i get to watch these things that's right um, so, unless unless you send me the dvds so <laughs> that's right 
through the post. Do people listen to this podcast yeah. know what the post is? <laughs> and it's not that film from earlier in 2018 with Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. Not that one. So um, we're, we're talking about streaming. Then do you want to do you want to do you want to go into your list and then maybe the things that you've watched on streaming that you're excited about? Okay. Well, I mean, so I've yeah basically got a top five. So I already mentioned uh, uh, Blank Panther, um, but my sort of other top five. So the two streaming ones uh, would be Wind River hmm. and Paddington Two. <laughs> Um, ah, great film. And then, yeah, and then the ones that I managed to catch in cinema, Mash- Mission Impossible, Fallout, um, Aquaman, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Aquaman didn't quite make my top 10, but I did make a video and I included it in my top 20 because, my goodness, I enjoyed that Jesus film. Jesus Christ, I love that film so much. <laughs> it's so goofy. Like... I, I said this as soon as I came out of it, and I think I've seen this somewhere else. It's like Flash Gordon, but underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. an octopus plays the drums, so it's that's good. It's it's <laughs> so unashamed and unabashed. Like it's, it wears its heart on its sleeve a little bit. I'm not super super keen on the whole. He's the chosen one, and he's the only one that can uh, lift the magic trident because he's a king or some whatever bullshit. But they got him in his fucking comic book costume, which is just delightful. And then he rode a giant crab monster, and then there were crab men and uh, Ocean Master with his goofy-ass mask. <laughs> and Tim! Tim was Tim in Rose. it! Yeah, t- Tim, Tim is so Tim integral it, that Jason Momoa's character is uh, half Maori, half Atlantean. Yeah, it's so good! <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I, I really appreciate the fact that uh, that Aquaman is, is half Māori, which is great. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a great film, but <laughs> geez, it's a fun film. I I am debating this stuff about great films or not. Like I, James Wan is the same mm. guy that directed the Fast and Furious Seven, which is the film that got me back to the franchise. And you were already a fan, so I talked to you, and you were like, "Yeah, you should go watch Five and Six, and then I did. But I hadn't seen... Oh, yeah, Fast Five. Hell yeah. That's I the one that got me into it. But Yeah, I hadn't seen a Fear, Fast and Furious film since uh, 2, which I did not like. Really? And then I stopped watching them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'd seen bits didn't of 3 on TV. Fast and the Furious 7 together? I can't remember, but I do remember seeing it and I being like... amazed by it. Yeah. I think that James Wan is uh, a genius filmmaker. Like, he has made a film... Like Fast, Fast Furious 7 is, is really dumb, and I usually don't like that sort of yeah. stuff. But it's not dumb in a way that uh, insults me, <laughs> like a lot of things that are dumb. It's dumb in a way that no. is really fun. Yeah. Which is what it's he smart man- dumb. It's smart dumb. Which is what he yeah. managed to do with Aquaman. Like Aquaman is yeah. ridiculous, isn't it? It is a ridiculous movie. And when yes. someone says I don't like it because it's ridiculous, I go, okay, you know, you just don't have well, any joy in your heart. <laughs> famously, James Cameron has recently come out saying kind of enjoyed it but man oh, it wasn't realistic so it I couldn't was, get into it it wasn't realistic fuck you James Cameron <laughs> yeah I'm not into realism in myself I don't mean that I don't mean that you're a powerful man don't squish me like a bug but also come on yeah yeah it's yeah it's uncle man it's red I mean yeah I mean there, Chris 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 I think Chris Winner saw it Chris T's poet um, and he pointed out that there is a point where Mira plays the recorder on a boat and I'd forgotten about that I'm oh like, yeah <laughs> she does play the recorder on the boat that's right yes <laughs> And there's Octopus that plays drama, and then there's Nicole Kidman in a crazy fish costume, Alma. Beating the shit out of some dudes. And then Julie uh, Christie's voice is is the voice of the, the yeah. monster. 
Uh, yeah, and then it's... there's those scary fishmen that are apparently getting their own spin-off movie now. Oh, so are. yeah, so that was that was ah. actually a massive surprise for me. I think if they, I think if they keep putting the, the... okay, one one big downbeat actually for for that is Digimon Honsu, his character just get in totally wasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was that was some bullshit. I mean, there there is a there is one issue with the fact that. Uh, Jamon Hussu, a black actor, is wasted character, and then the only other black characters are all uh, murderous pirates. But you know, Desamama was yeah. uh, someone. I mean, a Hawaiian slash Maori, which is fine. So, uh, race stuff can always be tricky sometimes in big studio films. But you know, James Wan's. You know, he's he's yeah, look, it's not it's, uh, it's not a <laughs> it's not a perfect film. No. But I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, you know, it's if the, it's one I can't I can't wait to get it to get the film on Blu-ray and watch it again. Yeah. yeah I had yeah. so much fun. It's very fun. Uh, people do say it lifts from a lot of other films, but yeah, they all do. If, if the DC Universe films can continue in the vein of that sort of stuff, that'd be great. I mean, Wonder Woman is great. I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman 2, which is in the 80s. 1984. 84. And yeah, James Wan, if he continues doing crazy stuff, I'll just keep going and watching his stuff. Uh, I'm not a horror Hell guy, yeah. so I haven't watched the horror films he's done, but I feel like based on... Fast and Furious Seven and Aquaman. I should go watch all his. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a James Wan fan, so yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, have you the horror stuff, the yeah. Conjuring and stuff is good. No, 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 I don't. No, the horror stuff. It's oh, right, too right, scary. Right. It's too scary. It's too scary. It's too scary. I can't watch that. <laughs> uh, cool. So that that's Aquaman, which I was like, we should talk about Aquaman because it's 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 ridiculous. It shouldn't work, but it's great. Possibly like next yeah. to one of them, the best Marvel, the best DC universe film. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. one of my uh, if if I was. I was thinking about this. If I was ranking, I, I hate ranking, but if I was talking about my favorite superhero films from this year, it would be Spider-Verse, Black Panther, and Aquaman. Because this year included Avengers, Everyone Dies. <laughs> yeah, I think you were that big a fan. Uh, but um, can we talk was, about Spider-Verse, I... please? Can we talk about oh, that? Oh, my God, yes, please. This film did not come Holy out shit. until January 1st in New Zealand. Uh, so they had they had previous oh God, They had previous screenings in December, which I missed and I'm disappointed. So it did not make my list simply because it was not, I didn't see it in 2018, but if I had, it would totally be on the list. <laughs> totally. That's crazy. Cause I saw it like mid December. Yeah. 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 That's so, it's, oh, it's man, still, it's, it's still it's... New Zealand. Like, yes, we get big releases, but uh, Spider-Verse, I don't think was considered a big release by the cinema, even though, uh, by the studio, even though it made a lot of money. So it did, it right. did a staggered release. It wasn't like release worldwide at the same time. So yeah, I think I saw it on New Year's Day. Yeah, we went and saw it on New Year's Day. Great film, <laughs> great film. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm still <laughs> like I st- like, I'm still thinking about it. That's one I wanted to see again, but just with the way things are here, um, I haven't had the chance. So I'm hanging out for the home video release. I guess we still call it video. Yeah, <laughs> because fun. I want to just watch that again and again. I mean, it is. It Every, is uh, everything about it from yeah. the the cool Spider-Man at the start. That's right, Chris Pine Spider-Man. Who, Chris Pine Spider-Man. <laughs> He's so perfect. <laughs> and then Jay Johnson is the perfect Peter B. Parker. Yeah, like, B. Parker. I mean, this um, is this is Spider-Man writ large and correct. Like, this is uh, yeah. And like, yeah. An, like I like a lot of superhero. We talk about superhero films in this podcast quite a lot. I like a lot of superhero films, but this is a perfect rendition of a superhero. The Spider-Man that well, I know and a, that you know, it's yeah, it's comic book so quite alive. <laughs> comparing it to the other sort of big December superhero release, Aquaman, it's got a better thematic message, one hundred percent. 
I don't know what the thematic message from Aquaman is. <laughs> as well, much I mean, as I in like terms of like the, the character, it's like he's the chosen king man, and yeah, so it's only bullshit. him that can lift the trident and blah, 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 blah. DC's full um, of that stuff, though. Which is just such standard sort of superhero, hero's journey sort of bullshit. Whereas, yeah, Spider-Verse is anyone can wear the mask. But is it, but, and it's like, it's so hammered home so beautifully. Yeah, we should, uh, to just a bit wider, like, but DC's full of that, isn't it? DC's full of the Chosen One stuff. And Marvel's always like, every man isn't it? Isn't that how it usually goes? Superman uh, is the Chosen One. Like, Captain America is like an every dude, every man dude who's made an Ubermensch. And Spider-Man, definitely. Yeah. Spider-Man's fully like, just the, you're a, he's a kid, right? You Super could be nerd. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could be him. No, it's uh, yeah. perfect. I, I mean, yeah, Aquaman, uh, all the monarchy bullshit I, I, don't, I, I don't go into, but yeah. Sp- especially with the Spider-Verse, like, it's like, not only is it every man, but like, multi-universe, it really hammers home. It's anyone. Yeah, oh, man, it's such a <laughs> joyful, heartfelt film. Like, it's really emotional and sad in places, but also mm. really funny. And just sort of seeing things on Twitter from, like, the animators and how they animated certain parts of it. Like, they had the camera panning at, you know, 24 frames per second or whatever, but then the characters were animating at 20 or 12 frames per second or something like that. So oh, were, I didn't notice. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so the, some of the, sometimes the characters were... So it was more stylized. I, I mean, Just, I noticed oh. that in the cinema. Like, it, it definitely has a real distinct look. I mean, 2D as opposed yeah. to 3D. I mean, but, you know, 3D yeah, elements, obviously. Some of, yeah. some of the... Um, and this might just be my old man eyes effects that made it look like it was 3d without the glasses like when you're in a 3d film and you take the 3d glasses off and it's all kind yep. of blurry yep it was no, some they, of that they definitely did that and i didn't purpose. appreciate that because <laughs> shake my fist and get off my 3d lawn <laughs> no but beautifully yeah, stylized bastards. beautifully animated the character design is all perfect i mean the comedy moments in it are great <laughs> spider ham john Mulaney spider ham oh is my a god for me <laughs> ah <laughs> It's like perfect John Mulaney, and and getting yeah. and getting Miles Morales in there, you know, that's nice. It's like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah. I think yeah, it was a it was a great yeah. I mean, I cannot wait to see what what that creative team does next. with that character next. Yeah, yeah, I, it's I crazy. Because is there a it sequel was, coming? Because it, it didn't make. It, I, I think, think it didn't make as much money as they wanted. But I, still, I think it's. I think a sequel's been confirmed. Great. Hooray. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't make Aquaman billions, but it made. <laughs> no, Aquaman is a billion dollar film. <laughs> So crazy! I love it. I love it so much. I love that Aquaman's a billion dollar film. Sorry, makes, sorry, makes me believe listeners. in humanity again. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, wait, hang on. I imagine Avengers: Infinity Death made a billion dollars. So three of them, <laughs> yeah. which is like a, the third Avengers film, Black Panther, and Aquaman. Right. And right, I mean, right. it's, it's kind of it was kind of a given that Avengers was going to make a stack load of cash. It yeah. wasn't a given that Black Panther and Aquaman were. That's, That's right. Yeah, so Black, cool. Black Panther was such a there was a such a moment cultural smash of the face, wasn't it? Like, you know, yeah, like, and uh, funny because people still dismiss it. Like I, as I said, to Talkback Radio, <laughs> which I shouldn't oh. do, but it was really it's interesting. They were talking about um, the diversity, you know, being a thing. Kind of like, I guess they're talking about. Wait, like, well, let me guess. Let me guess. It was two old white guys talking about diversity. Uh, no, it was actually, actually uh, a, a youngish oh. actor, uh, an older white guy, and a woman. Um, but the woman was really interesting talking what? about um, how she thought that. I mean, there was a talk about like, oh, you have to include films of diversity, which is a horribly racist way to 
talk about things. But just the fact that she could dismiss Black Panther as quote-unquote awful was really interesting to me. I'm like, there are films that, you know, everything's subjective. You don't have to like stuff. Nothing is objectively yeah. the best thing ever. But uh, to watch, to sit and watch something like Black Panther and then have the result of that be that it was awful is very confusing to me. It may, it may be that it is not your cup of tea. And I understand yes. that. Superhero stuff is not everyone's deal. But to watch a film that is so layered and so nuanced and so well thought out thematically, yes, there's big action scenes and it can be a bit loud and perhaps a bit confusing. But if you, if you watch the death of Killmonger and he talks about, you know, put me in the ocean because my ancestors knew that, you know, death was better than bondage and yeah. not come away thinking that was a powerful moment. I don't understand how you're watching the movie. I don't understand. Just to come out and say that something is awful kind of makes me think you might be racist. I feel bad saying that. I'm sorry. I don't well, mean to I offend anyone. I, I don't think necessarily racist, but just sort of not able, perhaps not willing, perhaps not able, perhaps not willing to see things from a different perspective, see things from not yourself. Mm. So that's the thing. Like I love Aquaman because that's the type of shit that gets my motor going. Mm. Mm. Black Panther, I appreciated. It's I know, and I know it's not for me. It's not aimed at me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like there's a very specific audience I think that is in mind for Black Panther, and they fucking came out for it mm. because they're no doubt you know starved of that kind of stuff. And I know it's not not aimed at me, but I can see the perspective that the filmmakers are coming from. Yeah, I mean that that's what I'm getting at. Like I there are, I can't think of any examples from the last year cuz I just I like I like a lot of movies. So so I'm always a weird guy to talk about like oh, I hate like I don't, there's very few films where I go oh, I really don't like that. But I can't even if there was a film I didn't like and and everyone's raving about it, I'm probably going to examine the reason. I'm like, "Oh, well, you know, it's probably good because of this." Or mm. or, I, or I'll easily be able to recognize What it. did you miss? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But to come out and label something as awful oh, seems so strange. That that conversation was really fascinating to me i was like oh that's really interesting i just wonder whether whether we're too much of we're too nerdy and we're looking at things in a more critical way than most people are which is probably the case right no no <laughs> no 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 okay. i think well especially if you're you know on the radio and talking about this sort of shit you should have some you know you shouldn't just be like oh it was talking about the african-american experience it was awful <laughs> yeah it was awful no it was you know it wasn't it was like one of the few uh, films sort of in recent years that yeah it was about black people and about an African American and that was not about slavery and <laughs> drugs you know yeah <laughs> and making white people feel better for not being super racist but I do but I do wonder <laughs> I, <laughs> I do wonder if it, it's beyond the pale for some people they just can't see thematic ideas of its comic book film it's comic book film there's nothing there's nothing of interest in there. Well, I mean, then I can't help you there. If you're just like, that's a comic book film, meh. Well, then just, okay, move on, whatever. <laughs> but also, man, that was fucking cool looking. There was some crazy-ass spaceships, and they had camellio beads. They were rad. They were cool. It's just the whole, the casino fight. Come on, that was fucking rad. We're back, we're back to Black Panther. Sorry, sorry, listeners. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, screw uh, Black Panther. Let's start talking about Paddington 2, a.k.a. the best film of all time. <laughs> It didn't, I didn't make it onto my top oh, 10, shit. but it was in my top what? 20. Uh, it's just I'm too sorry, many films. Sorry. There's too many films. I'm sorry, Rajiv. There's I'm too sorry. many. No, <laughs> I, friendship with Rajiv is finished. <laughs> it's been a great run, everyone. Um, this is the last episode of the podcast. Uh, oh, well. you know, I mean, you know, we had a good run. So, <laughs> Ranking films is difficult, but look, if we're talking purely um, 
uh, categories of movies as far as like films aimed at children or family friendly films. Number one, like the best. Not even, not even that. It's just films with joy in their hearts. It's number. It's oh my god, it's so good. It's films of joy in their hearts. You mean Annihilation? The best. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Paddington uh, ah! too, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Top of the oh, list. Oh, it was just us weeping, weeping so very, very much. I mean, I, I, I love Paddington. During that, at a the lot. end of that, and it, yeah, it was, it was better than Paddington. Uh, which is ooh. insane. <laughs> I don't think it was better. I think they're, they're both ooh. very good. Uh, Paddington, I guess, I guess I'm showing my colours because I'm, a, I'm an immigrant and ethnic minority. Paddington one dealt with ideas of racism and, and mi- migration. Uh, oh, more ball? so so that connected yeah. with me okay. Paddington, yeah, it's yeah, still yeah, yeah. in Paddington 2 it's still there of course but it is not the focus yeah. like it was in 1 but in a sort of a well in almost like a different way yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so Paddington oh, 1 really connected it's... with me like the racist character and stuff but Paddington 2 I love because of lots of things but mainly because of Hugh Grant and his crazy Jeez, villain <laughs> having such the time of his life yeah it's a great film great film Paul King is not coming back for the third one which is disappointing it's disappointing, especially because of, he's apparently working on some sort of Willy Wonka prequel. Yeah, which film. usually I'd be like, roll my eyes, but it's him. So I'm like, oh, it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's the only interesting thing about that. I mean, as someone who was a big fan of Roald Dahl and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and all that when I was a kid, I fucking don't care about where Willy Wonka came from. <laughs> yeah, but you're not. Like, you're, but you're in your 30s, man. Like, kids will love that shit. <laughs> I imagine. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? No, Panto was great. I mean, uh, what was the story? He had to get the book for his mum. Oh, yeah, and then the, his auntie. For his aunt? Yeah, it yeah, was his, his aunt. aunt's birthday present. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And she, she turns up at the end, and it's so, so nice. She was 100. That's right. And he went to prison, and then the <laughs> uniforms all got dyed <laughs> pink, and then he had to help out in the kitchen, and he introduced them to marmalade, and it made everyone happy. Oh, my God, I want to watch it again, except I don't want to watch it again, because I'll start crying forever <laughs> again. And Brendan Gleeson's in it. Yeah, that's great. Oh, yes. So very good. Yes. We, yeah. we, we talked about having some friends over and doing a Paddington double feature. I was like, <laughs> no, we can't do that, because everyone will be crying. And they'll know how much... Of a crier you are. <laughs> Such a big crier. <laughs> but do, do, uh, we, we're getting personal here, but do you find that the more, the older you get, the easier it is to cry in films? That's what I feel. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. No, because yeah. in your 20s, you're, you're tough, right? <laughs> tough. Tough guy. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, no. <laughs> he just wanted to get a book for um, his aunt. <laughs> yeah. Or Aquaman <laughs> lifted the trident. <laughs> going back to films like the the weird releases so we can we can talk, talk about paddington i don't know what else you have to say but i also want to make note of the fact that i saw uh shape of water last year i didn't see it in 2017 like everyone else did so that made my top 10 list i just want to make note of that because it is another film at one best picture and it is about a fish man so i was very excited to finally see that fish man yeah it was more of a more of a reference to aquaman rather than paddington, paddington. But sure fish yeah. man <laughs> Um, I, I don't have much uh, else to say about Pendleton. I loved it. It was family friendly uh, and it was gorgeous and the animation was nice. And uh, Paul King can do all that magic realism stuff pretty well. I love that. He's yeah, so good. I, that. I would say if if you've not seen either of the Paddington films, get on that right now. <laughs> get on that. I, um, I did recommend it to a, a sort of manly friend of mine who uh, did not understand why I liked it so much. So uh, I guess it's not yeah. for everyone. <laughs> so. Did they watch it or? They stopped. 
they started watching it, they're like, I had to get handleless and stop watching it. So not too for not for, for everyone. Not too for emotional. All right, get in touch with your feelings, guys. It's okay. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, watch one of my other favorite films, Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, we should. Holy we, moly! We, we only talk about big films. I guess I guess that's the thing. You don't tend well, to have access to smaller films. Yeah, the, the things that things that come out here that I see at the cinema are the big films. The ones that I miss at the cinema, I try and catch up on when they're streaming because they're the big films. They're the films that everyone's talking about. It's like We should probably <sighs> um, anyway. we should probably do a second podcast where Reggie talks about his art house films that he loves. But yeah, now Mission Puzzle Fallout um, almost didn't make <laughs> my list. Is this on your list. top 10? Or? It, oh, it, was, it ended yeah. up being in my top 10, but I contemplated yes. not including it because I, f- I still, even though I like it and I put it on my top 10, I still feel like it is possibly 20 minutes too long. I like it. But I feel like it, the ending should have been sooner. <laughs> it feels like it has it, it, it almost gets into Lord of the Rings territory where it has multiple endings. Like I feel like, oh, that's the end. I oh, know there's more. There's more. There's more stuff. Wait, what do you mean? Like all of the stuff where he's hanging from the helicopter, or when he's fighting the dude on the cliff? Yeah, I mean or... all that stuff. I feel like before they go to um, Kashmir, I feel like that it could have ended. <laughs> but then I was like, oh no, there's more. There's more to go. I say that carefully because I do love the film and it is still well paced. But I think I connected more with Rogue Nation than, than Fallout. But they're both ah, Rogue great. Okay. Both great films. I think Fallout really stays in my top ten because of Henry Cavill, who is incredible <laughs> in the film. Reloading his guns. Yes. Yeah. And his mustache and his his character is, is great. Uh, they brought back Sean Harris, who I think is the best villain that the series has ever had. He dies? Does he die? Yeah. Spoilers? Oh Jesus! I can't remember. Like, I can't remember. Oh. <laughs> but I was really, I was really glad they that's brought like, it back because he's a yeah, great like, I, that's the, like I came out of that film and was like, oh man, I don't know if I can watch that again. That was too intense. It was very intense. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really want to see it again though because yeah. it was really fucking good. Um, <laughs> they do intense very well. Those guys, Chris McQuarrie. And yeah, Tom and I mean, look, it's yeah, Chris McQuarrie and Tom Cruise are a winning combination. Yeah, Jack Reacher, amazing. The Mission Impossible before this one. Was that Rogue Nates? Rogue Nates, yes. Rogue Nates. Yeah, and then this one. And then what the fuck are they going to do for the next two? I know, they've got two more on the pipeline. I, 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 I'm still a big fan of changing up the filmmakers, but I, I do like them, so I guess we'll, be, we'll go with that. Because th- that was something I like about the Mission Impossible series, is that they're so different. Each film is yes. so different. Every film was so different and had a different sort of filmmaker, but I think this will take them up to Mission Impossible 7. If there's two more, there's eight. Four out of six. Yeah. Well, then, so you've got half half of the Mission Impossible films are from different filmmakers, and then the other half are from Chris McQuarrie. Chris <laughs> McQuarrie. So that's and okay, I'm fine with that. Sure, let's do <laughs> okay, that. Let's do that. I mean, that seems I, pleasing somehow. Tom Cruise will die making a Mission Impossible film, so we we might not even get to eight. We'll see. We'll see how they go. <laughs> well, fingers crossed, because that would just be like a pleasing number, you know. <laughs> yeah. so. The other thing I, I joke about, but I actually am serious about that, is what what is the next physical stunt? I mean, the halo jump is literally from oh, yeah. close to Earth orbit jump into the atmosphere. Uh, what is space. the next thing? Like, what what is the next thing? <laughs> Spaceships. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or he'll jump into a volcano. I see. Okay. Or to or, like a deep sea Oh no, he already held his breath underwater, so I guess he can't do that. Um, <laughs> he's going to go deeper than James Cameron. He's going to become the lowest man on Earth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's going to hit the Mariana Trench. Yeah. 
That's what I mean. A, like, it's just, it's just too big. Too big. I don't know. It's, right. it's insane. <laughs> but big. I love it. Like, it's been to London a couple of times since seeing that film, and every time, like, crossing over the Thames, like, point to the bridge, and you go, that's the bridge that Tom Cruise ran across. <laughs> that's the bridge. That's it there. That's the bridge. Every time. It's like, that's the bridge. You see that bridge? That's Tom Cruise ran across that. And it's like, it's a long fucking way. <laughs> just running. Run, run, run. He ran it. And then he ran up that tower. Man, that's a big-ass tower. <laughs> Lots of running. <laughs> That's what Mission Impossible 7 is going to be. It's just like an hour and a half. Tom Cruise running. (laughs) I mean, the reason I was like, you know, Rogue Nation, really, the thematics of Rogue Nation were so great. That whole, like, antithesis of of the IMF. IMF and everything, yeah. And I don't know whether Fallout necessarily had that going for it, but it's still good. Well, it was kind of, Fallout was almost like a character piece, which is a weird thing for me to say. But it was all about how Ethan Hunt is kind of psychotic. Yeah, and he's yeah, all about yeah. he won't sacrifice one person to save the many, almost like yeah. kind of crazier Captain America. <laughs> yes, in Infinity <laughs> War, where Captain's like, no, we won't sacrifice one life. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, it, it, it yeah. is the promise of Alec Baldwin's you know manifest destiny thing. Like it, mm. he really in in six, yes. he's very mythic. Yeah. He's really mythic, and it's yeah. kind of weird, but kind of cool. Like. <laughs> It's kind of a. Odd. I dig it. I dig that they're like practical with the stunts and everything. You know, you got to respect the craft that goes into those films. Yeah, I also appreciate the fact that Chris McQuarrie is so um, prevalent on social media. Like he's just all over Twitter, which is cool. Like yeah. he answers people's questions, and there's a lot of insights. So if you, if anyone out there is not on social media, uh, if you're interested in Chris McQuarrie's insights in filmmaking, he's fully on there. Lots of, yeah. lots of interesting stuff, and he's replied to tweets from me and shit. So yeah, he's really. He's everywhere. It's great. I really appreciate that. Cool. cool, uh, cool. Is that kind of the end of our list? We've been talking for well, the end of, Yeah, the end of my top five. Um, do you want to run out the rest of your top ten? Oh, sure. Uh, Shoplifters, Japanese uh, film about what uh, it needs to be okay, a family. Yeah. Did I it come? heard lots of, lots of... It didn't come oh, anywhere right. near here, but right. I heard lots about it. Beautiful, heart, heart, heart-wrenching sort of film about a family of poor Japanese folk looking after a child they find. And what comes, what it means to be a family. Very cool. Uh, Widows, which, amazing. Oh, it's a shame about Liam yeah. Neeson being a crazy person at the moment, but Widows was a great film. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> just come out on streaming, and so I'm looking forward to seeing that, but also like, ooh, Liam Neeson's. Michelle Rodriguez came out and said, well, he can't be racist. He's He's got his tongue all the way down her throat, so... That's always it's a kind thing. of a crazy thing to say, but it's, it's also crazy I, thing I think I think giving <laughs> Liam Neeson the most benefit of the doubt possible <laughs> with what he said, kind of see he was trying to say vengeance is a bad thing, and yeah. I know that because of personal experience, but <laughs> also you cannot discount the, the racial part of that. I know it's so funny. Sorry, I shouldn't <sighs> laugh. It's very serious, but fuck, it's crazy. Um, but it's crazy. I mean, well, yeah, I can, because it was like 20 years ago. And he said it, like, just last week, but... <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. What? I'm sorry. The the, the simple fact it's... is that the thing that I take issue with is that he doesn't seem to recognize the fact that carrying a crowbar around for a week... Kosh. A kosh. A kosh. For a week, just, looking for yeah, a black so man to kill... Better. The idea is that, yes, I've grown from that, but there's no acknowledgement that at the time that was a, that was a, a really idea. racist, crazy thing to do. And no one, yeah. no one is coming out and saying, yeah, yeah, you're right. That was a crazy, that was a racist, crazy, I was a racist, crazy person. He's just saying, I've grown from that. And I'm like, good. I guess it's good that you've grown from not wanting to murder a black guy. 
Well done. <laughs> what do you want, a cookie? I mean... Yeah, so, yeah. anyway, um, yeah. with us, um, our sweet country, an Australian western about an Aboriginal guy who is accused, well, he does murder a white guy in colonial Australia, and the chase that ensues with Sam Neill and Brian Brown. Great film. Oh, Brad, Sam uh, I got to meet the filmmaker Warwick Davis last year at the Big Screen Symposium here in New Zealand, and that was cool. Right. Different Warwick Davis, though, right? Warwick Thornton, sorry, not Warwick Davis. Yeah. Sorry, apologies about that, Warwick okay. Thornton. Very cool dude. Very cool guy. My films seem to be centered around race. Well, is that what is that saying about me? Uh, well, what's that saying about the films at large? That's true. I what's it saying about society? What's that saying about society? Uh, yeah, that's my ten. Great films. Bom, bom. Uh, two things that I watched on streaming that I put on my top ten, even though they're not movies, but I really enjoyed them. Were the Steve Martin and Martin Short, an evening you will forget for the rest oh, of your okay. life, and uh, Jim Bellini's Kid Gorgeous. It's two stand-up things oh. that really connected with me yes. in a big way. <laughs> Watching the Steve Martin thing was really interesting because I hadn't really thought about Steve Martin in quite a long time. And him and Martin Short are, you know, 60s or 70s now and they still got it. And I was thinking about the films that I love for my youth. Not necessarily Martin Short, but he was in uh, um, The Three, Three Amigos, Amigos, which I love. Yeah. And Steve Martin is in a lot of films I love, The Jerk and so on and so forth. I'm glad they're still making stuff and they're still funny. <laughs> it's cool. Actually, I think on top of John Mulaney's Kid Gorgeous, I think I saw this last year. I think it came out last year. It might have been the year before. Patton Oswalt's Annihilation. Oh, yeah. It was good. Annihilation? Yeah. It was good. Oof. We Watch. should wrap up, but the other thing, as I should mention, as a New Zealand filmmaker, there are no New Zealand films in my top 20, and that is bad. Oh, no, The Breaker Upper mm. has made it into my top 20. Sorry. There that you was go. it. Nothing in my top 10. Whereas last year I had like three New Zealand films in my top 10. So terrible. I'm a terrible New Zealander this year, Andrew. I'm sorry about that. Absolutely. I mean, hey, well, I can't talk. I haven't seen, except for ones we've talked about on this podcast, I haven't seen any New Zealand films. The last New Zealand film I saw was Hunt for the Wilder People in New York. Right. Uh, we, we were talking for almost an hour. You, you mentioned before we started you wanted to talk about things you're looking forward to. I mean, you know, there's the big ones coming out, of course. There's... The Captain Marvel comes out in a month. Um, we've got the Avengers Endgame, which will hopefully be better than the last one. And the new Spider-Man, which probably won't be as good as the Spider-Verse, but it does have my favourite Spider-Man villain in it. Mysterio. With Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. <laughs> Fuck yes, he is. <laughs> that villain is the only reason I'm going to see that film. <laughs> this is this has I become the Mysterio. superhero podcast. I'm sorry about that. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's, well, I mean, it's because they are the big films. They're the films that we both get to see because we true. both like comic booky shit. I get to see them over here because they come out. Uh, all right. This well, year, well, I don't think. Oh, hang on. Just, yeah, this year, I think. Is there only the Marvel stuff coming? Oh, there's Shazam as well. There's Wonder Woman and N ninety four. That's this year, isn't it? I'm looking. No, that's that. next year now. Is it? Push back. Ah, oh, no. I think it's next year. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Umbrella Academy on Netflix. And, of course, the CW DC TV shows keep going. And DC's got their weird streaming service with Teen Titans and... Or just Titans, I guess. Titans. Yeah, I oh, watched the first episode yeah. of Titans. Wow. That's something. <laughs> that's yeah. something. No, I'll give that a miss. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, which I think I saw last month that but came out last year. Teen Titans go to the movies. Amazing. Yeah, I keep seeing clips of that on YouTube. It does seem very amusing. So I think I will... Go and watch that at some point. Yes. I can't really look forward to too much, actually, in the year because I don't know if I'm going to get to see it. You don't know what I you're going looking, to... I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some films back in New Zealand, some New Zealand films, including the one you worked on. 
That's right. I worked on a film called Daffodils. Shout out to Daffodils. Uh, yeah, I, I won't Which mention is, what I'm looking forward yeah. to just yet because uh, it'll make you envious. But uh, it was a good year. Always a good year for films. And we'll wrap it up. So I guess you can find the podcast on Twitter at NTZOF. You can find me on Twitter at Rajivfilm, R-A-J-E-E-V-F-I-L-M. I'm also there on Letterboxd. On Letterboxd, I've got this thing going, which I've called uh, 52 before 82. Oh, yeah. Which I'm trying to really watch. Good. It's been really fun to um, follow you. Oh, great. Yeah, so I, I haven't got around to making any video essays, which I'm trying to get around to, but I'm, I'm trying to watch one old film every week for the year, a film that was made before the year I was born, 82. Because I used to do that. I used to watch a lot of older films back in the day, and that's sort of gone by the wayside, and I'm trying to get that back into my life. So... If you're interested in sort of classic Hollywood cinema or 70s cinema, I'm trying to up my, my game in that, that regard. Cool. Please do so. What about you, Andrew? Where um, they can find you? Um, I get, I, yes, I'm on the letterbox, not the LinkedIn, the letterbox. Um, <laughs> Andy James underscore Inc. I'm also on the Twitter there. I'm not posting much nowadays because Twitter seems to be awful, but yeah, I'm there. Come say hi in a nice way. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back with season five uh five? later in the year there's there's been delay andrew's been busy and i've been busy uh but hopefully we can line up some guests and get some we've actually recorded one episode already so we're definitely doing it it's gonna happen we're already ahead of things <laughs> yeah and we'll get but. some more in the bank and oh boy it's gonna be a good one it's gonna be a good one cool okay yeah we'll be back we'll talk to you all then then bye